are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. How about yourself? I am good as well. We are good. going to continue with our buys and sells. We started with the uh, North divisions, the AFC and NFC North, yesterday. We are continuing looking for those players to buy and sell in our Dynasty Leagues today. We'll do the AFC and NFC South, and we'll start... Uh, we'll start in the we'll start in the AFC. We're looking at the Tennessee Titans, the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars. Uh, a group of teams certainly undergoing a lot of change this offseason. We know the Colts will have a new quarterback. We know the Jaguars will have a new quarterback. Uh, we're still kind of waiting on on the Texans to see if they're going to budge when it comes to Deshaun Watson. When you look at these four teams, who is a player you are targeting? for trade in your dynasty leagues? This was tough for me. It was very tough. And just to pull back the curtain, you're kind enough to put this wonderful Google document together and, you know, to kind of outline what we're going to talk about. And, you know, we freeform from there, of course. And I went to sign in and I'm like, oh, he stole my guy. <laughs> so I was straining and I went for Jordan Akins. I think he's a talented player. I would much rather have Deshaun Watson thrown to him. I don't know if that's to be the case or not. I just thought this was a really tough division to grab people that excited me, you know, at what they cost nowadays. Yeah, it was it was tough for me. I'll talk about the player I would be targeting in just a moment, but this was a tough one. Uh, you look at the Titans, and I'm sure we'll get there soon, but uh, while, uh, while they're going to have some, some stability at, at quarterback, at running back with – with their two stars, with their young wide receiver and A.J. Brown. They also have lost their, their offensive coordinator, which I think was a, uh, a big difference maker for them over the past two years, and, and I just wonder where that leaves them. So some questions there in Tennessee. They also have uh, Corey Davis and Johnny Smith, both as free agents. The Colts already talked about, of course, Phillip Rivers retires. What is that offense going to look like with, uh, with Carson Wentz now under center? Houston and Jacksonville, obviously, uh, really going in two different directions. We're, we're kind of starting to feel good about what the Jags have going on, uh, even though they've been so bad for the past couple of years. But uh, I agree, in general, tough to find a, a, a trade target from this division. I did go with Paris Campbell, the Colts' young wide receiver. Really liked what he how he started the season. I think it was only one or two weeks before he suffered that injury that ultimately proved to be a season ender. Um, and, and although I was never really a huge Paris Campbell fan as he entered the NFL a couple years ago, just looking at where his ADP is now, he's the wide receiver 70, mm-hmm. 149 overall. I mean, he's behind Marvin Jones, who uh, is 30 years old, and we have no idea where he's playing next year. He's behind Antonio Brown. We're not even sure if he's playing next year. Kind of same thing. Where does he play? Does he come back? Uh, Sterling Shepard, Darnell Mooney. I, I like Darnell Mooney. We talked about him yesterday, but uh, I feel like Paris Campbell has has more upside. Uh, so really liking the value of him right now. And he, he's also 
equally cheap in in trades as well. Uh, we're talking about a second rounder buying him pretty easily, maybe even a couple third rounders. Yeah, I mean, uh, for all those reasons, that that would have been my choice. I think Indy will add something at receiver, whether it's bring back right. T.Y. Hilton or try to aim higher and add an Allen Robinson or a Galladay or something along those lines. But even so, I think he's the third leading receiver in that offense in that in that uh, situation. They ended a pretty good offense, and maybe they don't get the home run receiver, and he plays more and more. A lot of talent there. He's just out of sight, out of mind. I like the player. I like them coming out of school too, but um, I kind of can't quit him. Yeah, for me, the the plan would be buy him now and flip him later, uh, whether that's waiting until the regular season or, or maybe even if we do see some positive news, him gaining value, maybe before the season even starts, honestly. Yeah. Let's look at our players to sell. We both had a hard time finding buys, so that must mean it, it's easy to sell some of these guys. Who are you moving on from in the AFC South? Uh, James Robinson. And here's my reason why. is this, It's kind of a sell-high situation. You mentioned there's optimism around the Jags. I'm very optimistic about the Jags. And for that reason, I kind of want to get away with them, get away from him now, because I think they're going to add a star left tackle, a Johnu Smith or a Hunter Henry at, at tight end. If not that, then some sort of other pass catcher. I could see them with all their wealth of picks, and after they attack free agency, sitting there in the third round saying, ah. We'll grab Kenneth Gainwell and just throw him in the backfield too. Like, I just think there'll be a lot more mouse and the the offense won't flow through Robinson. And I'm not saying it'll be an afterthought, but uh, he might go, he might soon be the fourth or fifth most talented guy in the offense. Yeah, it's a fair concern. And, and certainly a lot of dynasty players are, are still worried that they, that the Jaguars aim even higher than that. You know, maybe they, they yeah, draft yeah. a second round running back. Maybe it's Travis Etienne. If he if he falls to the second, most people think he will. Uh, or 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 Javante Williams. Maybe they sign one of these free agents. So there's there's that concern. I'm not really personally worried about either of those things happening. But when you look at that backfield, I mean, to say James Robinson dominated that backfield would be a major understatement. Um, I mean, he had all of the work. Uh, and even as a pass catcher, I remember that was the early concern was he's, he's got this role, he's earned this role, but he's not going to catch the ball. And then he did. Uh, he saw the targets, he saw all the work there. So even if it's more of a complimentary piece, they, they've got to bring in some competition or, or even just some help for James Robinson. And that, yeah. that's going to hurt the value. So um, I'm, I'm not quite as worried as you on him, but, but I get it. It, it, it does make sense. Who do you got as your sell from the South? Yeah, the player I would be looking at is Ryan Tannehill. We've we've really gotten uh, elite production from him these past two seasons, but I kind of mentioned it earlier. The, uh, the offensive coordinator is gone. Corey Davis and Johnny Smith might be gone. I'm, uh, maybe, they, maybe they keep one of them. I doubt they are able to keep them both. And right now, Ryan Tannehill is quarterback 12 in DLF Dynasty ADP. That just feels a little a little too high for me. He's he's above Jalen Hurts. He's above Justin Fields. I would take both of those uh, young athletic guys over him. He's also above Matthew Stafford, who I'm kind of intrigued with 
even though Stafford is is a year older, I, I'm kind of interested in Stafford in this new offense. No, that's that's a great call. I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, all the things that are negatively affecting the Titans. Uh, I could not pick any Titan to be someone to attack from a buy perspective. I talk about it a lot on Peacock and Williamson that I don't really like where the Titans are at, and a lot of that is losing Arthur Smith. We're going to get to the NFC South next segment, and I think his name will come up once or twice, but they could lose Jonu. They could lose Corey Davis. They're going to have to really attack their pass rush. So I kind of feel like the Titans are in a little bit of a bad place, so the quarterback is the one that could be affected the most. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, it, it's kind of like what we talked about yesterday. It's more about the value. I don't I don't like the value. I still like the player, uh, although you bring mm-hmm. up some points that maybe we should be, in general, concerned about Ryan Tannehill as well. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about the NFC South, some buys and sells there. Works for me. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. They are a very... Strong uh, partner here with the Locked On Network, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get on all your sports action. Uh, they do more than that as well. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are rolling right along. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Uh, so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50%. Uh, the promo code to make that happen is locked on, all caps, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, with players fleeing from the Houston Texans, which NFL team will be the worst to play for in 2021? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. I wouldn't want to play for the Houston Texans next year. Or, yeah, be pretty low. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got to be. Uh, I, I did hear the other day that uh, they have the worst Super Bowl odds in the league. They've got currently at least one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And they have somehow have the worst odds. That uh, that says a lot about so good. the leadership there, or maybe the lack of leadership. Matt, let's talk about the NFC South: the Saints, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Uh, again, more, more teams with turnover. I guess really we could say the same thing about every division because we do expect so much change, especially at the quarterback position. The Saints will have a new quarterback. The Panthers might have a new quarterback as well, if we're believing these recent reports. Uh, I'm going to go first here on our buys, and uh, this this kind of feels uh, against my normal character or normal strategy when it comes to dynasty leagues. But uh, I'm I'm buying Julio Jones, uh, and that's assuming I've got a contending dynasty team. Uh, but if that's the case, and, and anybody that does should be targeting him. Wide receiver 27 in our ADP, 55 overall. Uh, he's behind Jerry Judy. He's behind Devontae Smith. He's he's just fallen too far. And we talk about selling those veterans before it's too late. I'm going to talk about an example of that coming up in, in just a minute. Uh, 
but it, it's too far gone for Julio, right? We're already past that. He's 32 years old. I do expect him to continue to produce at least another year, maybe maybe two to three years, um, knowing the, the freak type of athlete he is. So absolutely buying Julio Jones. Yeah, you stole mine again. Yes. And I think it's an easy one because, boy, his value is extremely low. Nobody wants old receivers. I just think he's different. And, yes, it depends on the makeup of your team. I mean, you need to be a playoff-type team, and you're making a run at it for sure. But I think the Falcons' offense is going to be really good. And a lot of it's because I think Arthur Smith is a superstar offensive mind that's going to get a lot out of Matt Ryan. Maybe ATN or Harris or somebody like that adds to the equation and more play action. And I just want every bit of the Falcons' offense I can and this is buying an all-time great who's still playing great at a discounted rate. Yeah, we talked about the negative side of the Tennessee Titans losing Arthur Smith. Uh, but it's it's all good news for the Falcons for Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and company. Who are you buying from the NFC South, Matt? Yeah, I'm a very big DJ Moore believer. I think he's a great player. And I'm not sure Teddy helped him, but he also had some bad luck this past year. But even with Teddy, I can be fine with DJ Moore, and I think that they would be aggressive to go find a young quarterback. But I think they're really going to be... I'm buying the rumors that this is going to be the most aggressive team to go get a Watson or a Dak or whomever. And then his, his value spikes like crazy. I'm sure he's not cheap. I just think that he's much closer to the player and fantasy producer from two years ago than what he was this past year. Yeah, I like the call. You're right. Not cheap, but that doesn't mean you should not be buying. Uh, DJ Moore was a player who was at least in the conversation a year ago to be considered as the dynasty wide receiver one, the the top valued wide receiver out there. Uh, And right now he's wide receiver 11 and 31 overall. So choosing him in the third round of a dynasty startup draft is a pretty easy decision in my opinion. Trading for him uh, is equally uh, should be equally easy uh, as far as the the decision goes. Like we said, though, he is not cheap, and actually, the player I'm going to be selling is directly ahead of DJ Moore. So if I could flip those mm, two, go for it. Yeah, I'd be happy to Who's do that? that. Yeah, let's let's get right to it. Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I suggested him, listed him as a sell a year ago. Uh, if you did that. You're, you're looking pretty good right now because he was the wide receiver one in Dynasty for most people and, and according to our ADP. And we know what happened. Uh, the injury, really just a disappointing season overall for Thomas. And, and now there's rumors that maybe he's not even in New Orleans uh, for the 2021 season. Uh, ultimately, I do expect him to bounce back as far as his production, but I don't think his value uh, ever climbs to where it was a year ago. Uh, looking at some of the names behind him or around him in ADP, we already mentioned DJ Moore, um, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Jamar Chase even. Those are players I would consider, uh, basically it looks like a downgrade right now if we're trusting this data. So if you can move to one of those guys and grab a pick, grab another uh, young prospect or, or veteran who can help you in the short term, I think that's a big win. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, he's a great player when right, and I I don't think he was right at all this whole season physically. 
Um, but he's not a special talent. He's not a Julio. You know, I mean, he's he's a, a quality player, but he's a second round type of player athletically. And the beauty to, of Thomas to me is the mind meld that he has with Drew Brees. You know, in his prime, mm. Drew Brees, get it out yeah. on time, extremely accurate. That's not going to be there. So even if he's healthy, I just think that his greatest asset is now gone. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Uh, who are you getting rid of out of this division? This wasn't easy for me, but I look at the Buccaneers and think everyone's flying high. They just mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. I might dump my bucks, you know, and that's not necessarily saying Brady's going to fall off a cliff. He's a bum. He's getting old. But someday he's going to get old, and there's no backup quarterback plan in place to speak of, and I don't think there will be this offseason. And there's just a lot of mouths to feed there. You know, like, I think Gronk will be back, and that doesn't help O.J. Howard or Brait. I think A.B. will be back, and that doesn't help Evans or Godwin, who I think they have a chance to franchise, and will try to run it back, as they should. They're a great football team trying to win Super Bowls. They're not trying to boost individual fantasy production. Yeah, I, I like the idea in general. Uh, when I think about that team, though, uh, of, and from a dynasty perspective, of course, Brady's value is pretty low. The running back value, sure. Ronald Jones, uh, Leonard Fournette's a free agent. But uh, either way, those guys are are inexpensive. We could say the same thing at tight end with Gronk, O.J. Howard. And even Cameron Bright thrown in there. So so it really comes down to Evans and Godwin, who is a free agent, as you said, being the players with, with the real value from that roster. Evans is wide receiver 15. Godwin is wide receiver 12. You're selling at those prices? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think Evans is a great player and maybe a little underrated in the whole public eye. I just don't know if that team is uh, constructed for individual fantasy goodness, you know. Yeah, he did so much of his, uh, so much of his fantasy production and on-field production in general came on those sh- short touchdowns this year. I mean, it was crazy mm-hmm. how many one and two-yard touchdowns he caught, and um, I just don't know if we can count on that moving forward. Brady certainly spread the ball around more than what we had seen from Jameis Winston in previous years. Jamar Chase is behind Mike Evans in ADP. I'll take Chase. I'll take Allen Robinson. I'll take Juju Smith-Schuster and Amari Cooper and probably Kenny Galladay as well. All those guys behind Mike Evans in ADP. Hmm. Not Juju for me, but the others. (laughs) Come on. Play along. Play along. Flatter me here, Matt. (laughs) All right. When we come back, Matt, we'll talk about one of the top rookie tight ends. Yeah, folks, I've told you a lot about Built Bar. They're very popular in my household. I've mentioned several times that my wife isn't a fan of bars in general because the chocolate she thinks is waxy and fake, and that's not the case with Built Bar. And We just got a new uh, shipment in a couple days ago. It's almost gone. That won't last, that's for sure. Uh, they have 18 amazing flavors. They have six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcada, lemon almond cheesecake, as well as carrot cake, which is pretty darn good, too. And their original flavors are coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter is one of my favorite, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, 
toffee almond and coconut. So uh, they're soft and easy to chew. They're very, very, they're great for the health conscious guy or girl. They'll help you lose, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, they're low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So let's look at, I like just picking random ones here. We're going to go coconut almond. They have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. And they're very filling, to be honest with you. Um, cookies and cream, they're even better. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So um, Built Bar has reset their promo code for this relaunch. So go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, all caps, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Does your team have a premier draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Matt, for our rookie profile today, as we continue taking a look at all relevant incoming rookies for Dynasty Leagues, we're moving over to the tight end position. Uh, the, the runaway tight end one, of course, for most people is Kyle Pitts. But when you look at the, the next two guys, first of all, both of these players are very talented in a normal year. Either of them could be the tight end one in, in, a, in a typical class. Uh, but they're they're sitting two and three this year. Let's talk Pat Fryermuth, the Penn State uh, junior tight end. He's a big boy, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds. But you know, don't don't let that confuse you. He's he's a great receiver, and, and that has really become um, kind kind of the calling card of his game, and and why he's probably going to be selected early in uh, on day two of the NFL draft. Yeah, I like them. And, you know, growing up here, you know, living here in Pittsburgh, Penn State games are on all the time. So you're a little more familiar with them. I mean, just some casual Saturday viewing. And it's pretty clear that over the last two years that he's been a feature member of their passing game. And last year he shared some of that with, with K.J. Hamler, but obviously they couldn't be any more different. Um, he broke out at a pretty young age. He's an all-around player. He's a good blocker. He's aggressive. He's not just the try-hard tough guy. He runs well. He can stretch the seam a little bit. Projects to be a good touchdown producer. You know, I mean, as tight ends go, should see, you know, tight ends often have a hard time getting on the field at the NFL level immediately. But because he blocks pretty darn well and does the other things, you know, at the position, I think he's got a chance to contribute early by rookie tight end standards. So I like him quite a bit. I mean, I wouldn't shock me if he fell in the late first round, possibly. I'm not sure to who, but uh, that wouldn't blow me away. Yeah, that that would be nice. Uh, you you kind of mentioned it there, but he produced right away for Penn State. Uh, freshman season, 26 catches, 368 yards, and eight touchdowns. Improved on those numbers as a sophomore, 43, 507, and seven scores. And then he had the shoulder injury, and this is – uh, if there's a major concern with Fryermuth, this is probably it. He had the shoulder surge, shoulder injury that did require surgery, 
this past season, only played four games, caught 23 balls for 310 yards still, uh, and, and one score. Uh, he obviously has had plenty of time to recover after uh, after playing basically just one month of the season this past year. Uh, but that that's going to be a question, especially with no that this is going to be another player maybe impacted by no combine uh, because the the medicals, as you've told us before, are such a big part uh, of the combine. All thirty two teams are there and getting the same reports. And and now we are going to have to rely on on his pro day and what Penn State tells us. Yeah, and who knows how that works? I mean, it's kind of difficult to dig into that process this year and how clear things will be. But I'm sure in the end, these guys, these teams will have a pretty good medical profile on these players. And again, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to come, but I'm sure they'll get their info. Um, just you mentioned shoulder. I hate hearing shoulders for big physical running backs and ball carriers like Friermuth who want to lower that shoulder and drive it into linebackers, you know. So I guess that's a small concern, but his draft status will tell us what the NFL teams think of that. Yeah, you mentioned late first round. I I called him an early day two pick. He'll be somewhere in that range. Taking a quick look at his dynasty value and one quarterback rookie drafts, 24 overall. Uh, that makes him the tight end two. <clears throat> um, he, he's close though. He's he's tight end two in this rookie ADP. In our startup ADP, he's actually the rookie tight end three behind Brevin Jordan. We'll talk Brevin Jordan very soon on here for sure. Uh, but in that startup ADP, he's tight end eighteen overall. One hundred sixty-two uh, is was his draft position. I don't know. We talk about tight end so much. Sometimes it feels deep. Sometimes it feels, of course, so thin, uh, especially when we're in the regular season. But to think about Fryermuth, that the talent that he is, uh, that low tight end eighteen feels like a like a bargain to me. That's what I was thinking too. You know, like I would rather have him than at least half the starting tight ends in the league right now. I mean, I think whoever takes him is going to project them as an immediate starter. I mean, I doubt that he'll fall in a situation where he's blocked like a Dallas Goddard was. I mean, right. we don't know that for sure, but um, my hunch is this is the cheapest you'll get him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Looking at some of the names ahead of him. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to move him up. Maybe, tie, maybe tight end is deeper than we expect. That's uh, again, that's the off season feeling until we have to, plug these guys into our starting lineups, but Cole Komet already mentioned Brevin Jordan, uh, Johnny Smith, Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, all those guys are ahead of him. And and that feels about right. You could obviously, yeah, it does. You could obviously argue uh, the rookies, Jordan versus Fryermuth, but in general, he's going to be somewhere in that range between tight end 15 and 20. And I I would scoop him up at that point. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, it's, I'm not sure I take him over Irv Smith or John U or all those guys. Some of those, you know, we, we often talk about tight ends. It takes a while till they hit their stride. Some of those guys are ready to hit that stride, in my opinion, particularly Irv and yeah. maybe John U with a new team. So I would not, I would prefer to do go that, that direction. But, I mean, in a nutshell, you said he's what, tight end 18, yeah. and that sounds cheap. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I take him over Austin Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, pretty easily. He actually is one. Yeah. He's one spot above Austin Hooper. Uh, some others below Fryermuth, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, uh, Hayden Hurst, Adam Troutman. So that's that's kind of the neighborhood we're talking about with okay. the rookie tight end. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.